Hey everybody, welcome to the Third Deck Lounge podcast. Today we are talking with Mason Gibbs about depression, anxiety, and mental health in general, and like how to uh, how to deal with that. And uh, Mason, where do we really start with that? It's a very deep uh, topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know. Uh, I guess we could start like when I joined. Um, you know, I think it, 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 you know, I was depressed in high school and shit in and out, but it really started peaking when I found out that, you know, uh, I joined the Marine Corps cause I wanted to, you know, fucking stack bodies and do some badass shit and then realized, you know, we weren't going to get a combat deployment or anything like that. And it almost was like, felt pointless, you know, doing all this training, knowing you're not gonna, you know, get deployed anywhere. So you just kind of feel like useless and you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of where it branched from. I mean, a little bit of backstory about me. Um, I was a, uh, 0311, uh, with third battalion, six Marines. Um, I was a radio operator for, uh, my first two years in that unit. And then like the last year and a half, maybe year, uh, was a team leader. Um, yeah, you know, like, uh, like a thing with like my depression was, uh, the way that I got through it and it wasn't healthy at all is I became an alcoholic. Um, and I know that's like a big trend, you know, in the military and I'm not saying like, don't drink or, you know, don't have fun. It's, it's good to, you know, do that and have fun, you know? Um, but it starts to become a problem when you're, running away from a mental problem and using alcohol or drugs, um, to almost numb the pain. And that's what I did after, you know, I started drinking a while and a lot. I eventually moved on to drugs. I was doing, you know, Coke off and on and whippets. And actually at one point in time while I was in, I, I was, uh, I wanted to pop on a drug test to get out, um, to a point that's how bad it was. Um, I was just done. I I was fed up. I wanted out, but, uh, you know, it never happened and I don't get very religious, but I mean, I I guess somewhere up there, I I guess whatever, whoever's up there had a higher plan for me and I never got kicked out. And, you know, I think I'm very thankful that that never happened, but, um, you know, I also got a DUI during that time. Um, still didn't stop me from drinking and stuff just made me drink more It's just more and more problems and like i said i'm not saying like drinking is bad it's just when you start drinking to run away from problems you know then it becomes an issue and you know i think i i know there's a lot of guys you know in the military and in general that just do that because i mean you, you're in a you could be in a toxic environment or a toxic relationship you know at the time i i was in both of those categories i was in a very toxic relationship at the time. And I was in a very, the, the friends that I had weren't toxic, but the community of, you know, the chain of command at the time was pretty toxic. And, um, you know, I, I used alcohol and drugs to, uh, kind of escape from that. Yeah. Almost like cope with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I actually, today I went to my first, you know, therapy session, uh, like for like mental health and stuff. And like, it helped out. Um, I I think mental health is like a huge thing and it it sucks, you know, 
being in and you ask for mental health because I was always scared to because, you know, as soon as you tell somebody, hey, I need mental health, they're like, oh, shit, you're going to kill yourself. It's like, no, no, <laughs> I'm not going right, to kill myself. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I just need help. And There's, that's a, and that's like. Yeah. Well, um, what were you saying? No, I was just saying that's like a, a, a big reason why some people don't come out. It's either that like your chain of commands won't do anything about it or they just send you to four alpha. Right. There's almost that like fear of um, speaking up. They're like, like saying, going to somebody and being like, hey, I'm not okay because, you know, you don't want to deal with your chain of command flipping the fuck out on you. And that's, I think that's a really mm -hmm. big problem with uh, the, the way the system is when it comes to mental health in the military. Um, Cause like, like you said, people just default to, I'm going to kill myself and I can't, like you're he's no longer useful to you for fucking you know training purposes and shit and you know and then you want to start looking into is he faking it and all that shit but and it, it's like it's like no dude no hold up it's like slow the fuck down and i, I feel like the, these resources it like they shoot out all these resources but it's like it's almost like they aren't even accessible because like half the time you don't even know what they don't even know they're there. And then um, other times you need to um, go through your chain of command to like get into it. Um, the MFLAC is one thing you can use that uh, you don't need to go through the chain of command, and that's in the company office. I've, I used that before when I was going through some things myself. Um, I'm not afraid to admit that either. There's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. Yeah. Um, and like, like you said, like going, you went yourself today and talked with somebody and that's, that's a really important thing because if you feel like you, you need to, then you absolutely should. And it shouldn't be looked down upon, um, when, when you do reach out for that, like help when you genuinely reach out for that help. Yeah. And that's, that's like another big thing that I, I dealed with. Um, when I was in, I, I wanted to get help, but I didn't want to be viewed as like, oh, you're a pussy or, oh, you're faking it or, you know, whatever. Cause like, I mean, that's a stigma. That's, that's what people, yeah. that's what people end up saying. Yeah. Cause you know, so many people, you know, fake the whole, oh, I'm going to kill myself thing. And like, you know, you, you can't tell if somebody's serious or, you know, they're not, not saying that I wanted to kill myself, but when, you know, somebody, I don't know, wants to get mental help, they always just, are like, Oh, you're going to kill yourself. And that's like, not the case. And that's personally what I was scared of. I actually, when I was in, uh, I came home on Christmas leave and I went to go see a private doctor. Uh, they prescribed me Lexapro. It really didn't do anything. Uh, it's a SSRI. It's for, yeah, uh, I, was anxiety. Gonna say, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's a SSRI. It's like a, I, I can't remember the exact like acronym for the SSRI, but it's a, like a serotonin something receptor either way. It's for anxiety and depression. Um, they started me out on a low dose and it really didn't do anything, but I had to stop taking the medication uh, because I heard a story about there was another Marine and another unit who was also on some antidepressant, anti-anxiety medications. Uh, and it came up on a drug test and his chain of command fucked him. They were like, oh, why are you taking these prescription pills? And he was like, I'm just trying to be a better Marine. I, I, I got like anxiety and depression. And they were like, fuck you. Why didn't you come to us first? Like this and that. And yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with that. And that's just more of an issue that just makes a guy, you know, just kind of like, what the fuck? I'm trying to be a better Marine or a better guy. And yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's what I really like about doing this podcast is that 
um, out of the, I guess, community that we've kind of created doing memes and stuff and like just what it's branched into and created. It's like we're now kind of talking about these really serious issues within the military and whatever specific branch that any page, you know, kind of goes off of. But within the Marine Corps, it's it's very difficult to um, go and see go and seek out mental health um, without getting your shit absolutely ruined over it. Um, that's why I really like like again I mentioned it before the M flag was a really cool thing because you didn't need to like schedule it during the workday. It had to be it could it could be after work, like it didn't have yeah. to be. Yeah, and that's like something that like dudes in the barracks can use um to you know talk to somebody and like again like we there's that whole um stigma against mental health like it really like that shit needs to stop dude it's it's so bad and then we see the results of it too it's just all these suicides in the military and all the um the statistics that talk about how veterans um are always leading in um suicides in the the like whatever the yearly statistics are or whatever. But, um, I mean, you know, uh, like, you know, like I said before, I am not saying don't drink. I'm not saying don't have fun. This is just my personal experience with it. Uh, you know, like once I got out, how I kind of deal with it now, you know, I still struggle with like some anxiety and some like depression. Um, I don't drink that much anymore. And if I do drink it, it is to get drunk. I don't like socially drinking or not, but you know, I, I got out a couple months ago and I've really only been drunk maybe five times. It used to be almost like an every weekend type thing. You know, me and my buddies, we would get drunk and we'd be like, damn, we're doing it again. And then, you know, we'd go driving around and, you know, it, it started becoming a problem. I, I had like two big incidences with alcohol. One was like the DUI and then another one, I got into a fight, um, I was in a, in a, in a bad spot at that time. Uh, me and my best friend actually got into a fight. Um, we, me and him both blacked out and it's funny looking back on it now, but at the time <laughs> it was like really shitty. Um, either way, me and him are fighting. He cut open both of my eyes, turned my eyes into buttholes. And, uh, I actually ended up on top of him choking him. And, uh, I didn't plan on stopping. Uh, until my other buddy walked in and he was on duty and he was like, yo, what the fuck? And he pulled me off of him and I had like a whole like mental fucking breakdown. It was just like, I don't know why. I, I think it was just everything piled on top of everything. And like, you know, and I think like that next week I call, I was looking up like, you know, uh, like mental health hotlines for like veterans or, you know, active duty. And I called one and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm going through some shit right now. And they're like, Oh, are you going to kill yourself? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I just need somebody to talk to. Right. Right. And I was planning on going to see a therapist, uh, when I was in like a private therapist and I never did. Um, because I, and I still do it to this day. I always, uh, view my problems as well. Well, somebody has it worse than I do or, you know, I, I, it's not like my problems amount to anything like combat vets I've seen or, you know, this or that. But what I've started to realize is, you know, everybody has their own problems. They may seem small to somebody else. Yeah. But you know, it could be a mountain to you. Right. I was going to say, you can't, you can't discredit, um, 
your your everyday problems like what you feel because like your feelings are still valid it's not you know oh well because you can think like all day long you know oh well this beats that and that beats this and this beats that and you know because it, it never ends and then you're just still sitting there you know hurting and it's it's shitty dude it's like it's a lot of dudes probably have that same mentality dude i know i have it too because i you know i used to think to myself too before like you know i i made peace with some problems you know those problems i sat there and thought about them as uh, i thought about them as um as not being that big a deal compared to something else but that doesn't you know that doesn't help you in the end yeah it doesn't nullify yeah you know? Yeah. How you feel, and you know, I I was listening uh, to your other podcast with uh, Paul Regal. Um, he's a funny fucking dude, but um, you know, like he said, you know, like with being out and stuff, as cheesy as it fucking sounds, like people back home just like don't get it, and I hate saying that because it's so fucking corny. Um, but they they don't like if I mean I don't have very many friends back home. Um. You know, I, I maybe talk to maybe like one or two people. I mean, but they don't know if I'm having a bad day. I can hide it pretty well. But, you know, like I call, you know, some of my closer friends and they already know just by the tone of my voice right, um, that, right. you know, something's wrong. Like, you know, it's that camaraderie and shit. Yeah. It's so corny as it you sounds. Get, we so. all get so close. It's funny, dude. I was just talking <laughs> yeah. about this with someone else. You literally like you can be you be pitch black outside. You got those stupid little fucking piss fourteens on your stupid little fucking um in front of your face, and fucking then you're sitting there, dude, and you're just like you see a shadow and you instantly know who it is. You hear yeah, a fucking like, yeah a whisper or a fart. Or yeah, fucking shits themselves and you know who it is. <laughs> or even someone drops something and you know the, that's that one guy that's always dropping shit and you fucking know yeah. it's his ass. Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even you when know, someone just goes fuck, you know, like yeah, yeah. Or even like just like when a branch smacks someone's face and they say something, just like it, it's crazy how fucking close and how like how much we really learn each other and really get close with each other. Yeah. And I mean, and that, that was another situation that happened. Um, we are, so our platoon, when I was in, we actually were involved in a training accident and, uh, you know, we got close, we got really close as a platoon. A lot of us came from, uh, our old platoon. Uh, it was like third platoon. A lot of us came together from that platoon and we were in another one. Um, so some of us knew each other, uh, other of us, uh, when we were boots were in other platoons and then um after deployment and we got our boots you know um some of the guys from our old platoon came to this new platoon and we got really close with a lot of these guys and uh this was after the training accident and um and the chain of command split us up and uh that was another thing that really you know fucked me and uh, you know a lot of the guys up who i was with because like you know like we really gotten close to these guys and you know uh, like every time they come back from deployment, they switch the TO up and you got to meet new people. You got to figure out how everybody else works. And, you know, we finally got to know each other really well. And then they just fucking split us up. And, you know, that was another thing that fucking sucked. Cause then it's like, well, now I got to go, you know, 
I mean, sure, you're in the same company, you know them, but it's not like it's not you know, the same. Done, yeah. yeah, yeah. You haven't done like almost a whole fucking workup together with these guys. Like right. you're always you live in the same deck. You're partying with these guys. It, and that's just like another thing, you know. Yeah, I'm, you're just going through the day to day with with those dudes, and that's what's um kind of crazy too is just that like cohesion as a platoon like when you guys when everybody gets super close together it's like a really tight-knit fluid um thing and it's cool and but like um it, it's crazy sometimes how like you said hearing stories like that um i've, I've heard similar things and from from other people but yeah um what i wanted to know though is did you, did you really ever open up to anybody about it? Did, what was going on with you? Did you talk to any of your friends? Did you how did how did you like cope with it day to day? I so the way I coped with it, besides you know the alcohol and doing the other shit, um, I talked to my friends a lot. Um, you know they were always there to help. They were like a, you know a door or two down, or you know they were my roommate or whatever, and I just talked to them and. Um, you know, they'd help me through the bullshit, uh, you know, of like everyday life and, you know, stuff like that. And it was, you know, it was a lot nicer since we lived so close together. And like, you know, I have friends who are never in the military and they ask me like, yo, like, do you ever miss it? And the best way I can put it is like, I hate the fucking circus, but I miss the clowns. Yeah. Someone you know? described it like that too to me the other day. Yeah. And that's the realest way I can put it. Like, you know, a lot of people who join the military come from like broken homes or, you know, they yeah. don't know their parents or something. And they look for that camaraderie and, and that family yeah. and, you know, they get that family and they're with them for four years. And then, you know, then it's just poof, you EIS, you're done. Somebody's moving to New York. Another guy's moving to Ohio. Some guys going out to Oklahoma or California. And like, you, you don't see each other again on an everyday basis. And you knew this guy so well that like, I don't know. You see a silhouette in an MVG and you're like, yeah, I know who that fuck is. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, now it, it's, it, you just it's, don't know your yeah. boys back home. Like, yeah, that. it's hard to find that trust in, um, people. I, I noticed that like ever since I've been out myself, um, being in college and just being around, um, you know, normal people every day, it's, it's, um, weird to, you know, see some of their problems, see some of their, like, mm -hmm. you know, things that they think is, like, uh, inconvenient or, like, uh, uncomfortable, especially, like, the, the things that they think are uncomfortable. Like, they kind of lose their shit over things that you'd sit there and be like, oh, well, I've been, you know, kind of, I've had a lot worse problems than that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, but, I mean, um, that, go that goes back to the thing where it's, like, you know, everyone has their own. Yeah mountain of problems like you know i mean the, the the one nice thing you know a couple of the nice things i can say about the military is or being in the marine corps is like uh, i'm i'm pretty resilient now when it comes to like you know physical problems and maybe a little bit of mental problems but you know compared to like other people who haven't just sat in the fucking right rain for right <laughs> two days yeah i mean they yeah people kind of they kind of sizzle out a lot quicker yeah. yeah yeah they yeah i've noticed that too myself um so what, what i kind of want to know then um because you mentioned talking about your friends and this is such a like a uh, prevalent uh 
topic when it does come to talking about mental health is did you ever like feel ashamed to talk to your friends were you scared to open up or were you like hesitant in any way like what what did you really feel you know like thinking like when you went into their rooms and they're like and i assume you were like hey uh i need to talk to you man or something however that conversation started well, I'm, I'm always, you know, like an open book. I mean, if anybody knows me from, you know, being an India company, they know like you could always just walk up to me and ask me any question. I'm going to be straight up with you. I, I, I mean, if I had a problem, I would go to, you know, a couple of my buddies and be like, Hey dude, like this shit's, this shit's fucking me up like hardcore. I, I just need to like, you know, let some like vent to somebody and let this shit out. And they're like, okay, cool. I'll listen, you know, and there's like certain people you go to for that. You know, some people might just be like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, dude. And that's fine. You know, that's, you know, that's just how some people are, but you know, I would go to, you know, certain people who were, you know, more, you know, in, in touch or, you know, not like my other, almost yeah yeah, they could understand you and almost yeah give you like advice and things like that not just sit there and be like damn that sucks bro that's that if if that's your go-to for when someone opens up to you bro you need to like you need to tap into that like i don't even know that like big brother inside of you and fucking help them out yeah help them out relate to them connect to them because that's the biggest thing is like understanding that like having that connection and understanding that you aren't alone and someone understands you dude so i i'm it's it's amazing the turnaround people can have um when they just have somebody that fucking understands them dude yeah because sitting there when you sit there and you're thinking to yourself that you know nobody else thinks this shit nobody else understands this shit it's it's like driving you almost insane thinking that like you're crazy something's wrong with you you know but then as soon as you mm-hmm. find out that like like for me at least I, I wasn't losing my fucking mind but like i was sitting there i was starting to like get uh i don't know not frustrated but like just get like uh eh, more overwhelmed i guess is a better way to describe it but yeah. um you know feeling everything when when you get out at how different everything is and when I went to go and start this podcast and I was asking people, I was like, hey, what would you guys want to hear talked about? I'm not kidding you, dude. I was going through these and it's like, this is the same shit that I've been thinking, dude. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck, dude. Uh, it was almost like relief. It was like instant relief, yeah. dude. It really <laughs> was. Not, yeah, you're, you're not the alone. only one, dude. You're not alone, yeah. bro. And it's like it's it's amazing that connection. It's powerful, dude. Yeah. Um, and it can be I mean, so beneficial, dude. Just having that someone to go to, just a vent, man. It's yeah. it's it's really really important, dude. That that dudes really just like sit there, and it's not. It's like people look at it like, oh, you're fucking, you know, you're a bitch if you fucking, you know, the, you get the the fucking sad boy hours, you know. Um, yeah. and that's the fucking dumbest fucking thing to think, dude. It's, it's so wrong because mm-hmm. half the time your fucking boys are sitting there thinking the same shit or feeling the same way. And if you just sit there and vent to each other, 
like half the time you feel a little more refreshed honestly and ready to like you know tackle the you know the rest of the week Mm -hmm. yeah man no i mean um you know i remember i i one of my good buddies actually went through a divorce and i remember you know i'd sit there and you know we talk about it and um you know and like you know being relatable to somebody really helps but you know he was going through a divorce and you know i would try and you know relate to him and then you know about a year later i went through a really bad breakup and you know he was there for me you know he was like he said you know i was married and you know you were just dating but you know we can relate to each other a little bit you know like i i wasn't married but i mean you know we could relate to each other and that's like a big thing is like being able to relate with other people yeah yeah man and you know I think a big thing that helped out with him is that, you know, uh, he was in one of the platoons and everybody kind of just fucked with him and like, wasn't cool with him. And then he got moved into, uh, my platoon and everybody just like accepted him and he became one of the, like the guys. And I feel like he found his niche and, you know, I think he, he was in a really dark place, uh, before he got moved into our platoon. And then, you know, once he found us group of guys and we accepted him and, you know, brought him into our, you know, friend group, we started, you know, going to the gym together, uh, together and, you know, start making those connections and, you know, relating to each other. And, you know, it really, it really dug him out of there, you know, for a while we used to, you know, make jokes like, you know, uh, we're going to come back one day and he's going to be hanging from the fucking shower curtain and, you know, shit like that. But, you know, I, I you know, I'm glad that I got to meet that guy. I mean, coolest guy, one of the coolest guys I know. And it, you know, it's, it's awesome to see him grow from that, you know, from that dark spot in his life and to seeing what he's becoming now, you know? Yeah, dude. It's, it's crazy sometimes how like dudes can have these, uh, they can hit fucking absolute rock bottom. Like you can't, like you literally just can't get worse from there. And then at times it's like, it's not even really, but it, it, it's like you can only go up from there. It's like honestly like the a new beginning. And um, yeah. it that that's like it, it's really like uh, crazy to think about, dude, because like some dudes like they're like uh, stories about how they started, whether it was like sports, um, mm-hmm. sports athletes or rappers or, you know, whatever it might be. Some dudes, you know, where they started, they started from like horrible, horrible places. And, um, you know, and, and like talking about like poetry and stuff when I was talking with uh, Mason, um, it, you know, sometimes these can even be these these poems can even be written like from from trenches you know in in wars you know in the in those holes dude and yeah. um it, it all you of that yeah yeah all of that's like powerful dude it really is you know, dude yeah like you know when i got out um i i knew when i got out i didn't want to keep you know drinking and doing that same shit that i was doing i uh i used the gym i lift a lot um and i focus a lot on my body that's why i kind of you know stopped the whole drinking thing and uh yeah, you know, i've seen, seen a lot of progress from you know stop drinking like all that um you know so that's my outing and i think that's very important for people when they get out and maybe you know they you know 
were running from something or, you know, using alcohol or drugs as a outing to maybe, you know, my thing was I, I turned that negative outing into a positive, you know, thing like going to the gym. Right. Um, that, and, you know, I've, another thing that's helped out too, is I've really started, you know, uh, doing things like on my own. Um, and like, trying to get outside of my comfort zone. Like I won't go to a restaurant and eat by myself, but a couple days ago I went to a, I went to a suicide boys concert. Uh, I love suicide boys. Um, I bought these tickets back in August uh-huh. uh, and I was, I was going to go, you know, I was kind of worried I was going to have a bad time. Cause there were some people there that I didn't want to see. I saw them anyway, but I still had a good time. Uh, but when I got there, I actually met this guy and no shit. He's a fucking Marine. The first guy I start talking to, he was from a third LAR. I think he said he was out in Pendleton and me and him just hit it off. And, you know, just like just a random guy I fucking met out of nowhere. Like, who, right. who, like, how does that happen? You know? Yeah, dude. And it's like, it's that cohesion, dude. I, I, I talk about it all the time, dude. Even like uh, being out in college now, um, I I ran into this dude one time. I, I was you know walking into this party with uh, some of my friends, and um, this dude's you know the guy that owned the place. He was uh, talking to me, just kind of shooting the shit a little bit. He's like, he's like, hey man, uh, you know what's your name? And you know he gets he's like, what's your major, man? And I was like, uh, I'm majoring in uh, cybersecurity. And um, he's like, oh shit, I did that. Uh, I did that in the Marine Corps. And I was like, oh, fuck, no way, man. Um, you know, what unit were you? And he, you know, he told me, and then I told him what unit I was. And, you know, we're just sitting there and shooting the shit. And, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was fucking, you know, just that instant, like, friendship. Like, instant, like, you added each other. We're like, yo, man, you need absolutely anything, you let me know, bro. Like, it's, yeah. like, yeah. Well, the funny thing about it was, dude, so we're, like, going into this concert, and... He was like, yeah, dude, I snuck in a blunt. He was like, if you want to hit the blunt, you're good in my book. You used to be a Marine, bro. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. That, that shit's yeah. very real, bro. You'll yeah. run into these dudes fucking you, – you run into vets like completely randomly too and like yeah. instantly, instant friendships every time, dude. Every yeah. time. Um, Yeah, man. And, you, you know, this kind of makes me want to ask too uh, – so when you were dealing with all that while you were still in and you were in the barracks going through the day to day, what do you think um, would have helped? You know, like what what would have made things easier to cope with, whether it was like a resource or a leader or what, what do you think, you know, in those situations, what do you think really helps somebody? I think, you know, what really helped me was, uh, the community of friends that I had. Um, you know, I, I, I think what would be better is if, you know, the stigma of, you know, oh, you need mental help. Oh, you're a pussy. Or like, if you need help with anything, like any, anything type of medical, like, oh, my knee's blown out. No, shut the fuck up. You're, you're being a pussy. Like, that shit's got to stop. Like if you're actually hurt, you're actually like, so like, like if you're malingering, you're a fucking dickhead. Like, 
because it takes away from the guys who are actually hurting. Right, right. And you know that's that's one thing that that stigma I I hope eventually goes away. Yeah. But um, you know what really helped me though was seriously my my group of friends and they they are the they are the only ones that really kept me sane in that whole period of time. And you know like when I finally EAS, it's like fuck man, my best friends for the past four years I just. I just, you know, I, I don't see him anymore. I mean, like we FaceTime and we talk on the phone all the time, but I mean, like, it's no more of like me walking out of my room, ripping open some other guy's door and being like, Hey, like, I can't do that in my apartment. Yeah, you dude, know? you can't. Yeah, dude. I was going to say, there's like all these yeah. things that you do at the barracks that would never fly in like everyday yeah. life. Yeah. Like I can't, there's like a little quad area right out in front of my apartment. Like I can't just walk out there and piss on the fucking grill. It's not the right, same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody looks at you real crazy when you do it. Yeah, um, now I'm an asshole like, cause I'm throwing bottles at the Yeah, corner. or you're not doing three story beer bongs anymore. <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, fucking, yeah. You're not watching those dudes do those and fucking, yeah, I'm um, yelling at the other side of the apartment, calling them a bunch of pussies. Now I'm yeah. an asshole. And now you're, yeah, you got beer bottles and shit that you're throwing and fucking, um, <laughs> now I'm evicted. Yeah. 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 No, they, you got restraining orders and sh you can't walk around just fucking naked outside. No one's, you, yeah. you know, nobody cares. Everybody's <laughs> laughing about it. Yeah. No, none of that shit. Yeah. No. It, it's kind of cool that like, uh, Looking back on it, it's like you're kind of glad you did get to experience those moments. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I actually took a lot of pictures uh, when I was in. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I'm always I, I got, big like, on the photo album and stuff. And you know that hell yeah, dude. I always tell like I told my boots, I'm like, dude, take as many pictures as you can. Like as like gay as you think it is, like take as many pictures as you can because yeah. one day you're gonna be like, fuck. My one buddy actually made a movie and it was really fucking cool. <laughs> I watch it. I watch it a couple times, but like, it's funny just like looking back at how shitty it was, and just like how sane we kept each other, and like in the shittiest of conditions. Oh, you know? like recorded you guys or something? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, like, gotcha. Like through field ops or. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Bridgeport. That's and dope, ITX. though. I, I remember telling even my own boots this to, um, yeah, to take those pictures, take make those videos, and um. You know, it, it's like cliche. Nobody wants to take those pics. Everybody's like, this is gay or cringy or yeah. whatever. But it's like, dude, like you're going to like one day, even now, like even um, because I, I took a good amount of uh, pics and vids myself. But um, even now, I still sit here and, you know, wish I had more because it, it was, you know, mm -hmm. what I always said to everybody was um, the funniest moments were the ones that weren't on camera. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the best ones, ones. yeah. The yeah. best moments were the ones that were never on camera. And that's, like, the thing, too, is, like, you know, like, you know, you're in college, and I just work a job. And, like, some of the jokes, like, I, like you're so close with these guys. You say one word, and they understand the whole fucking joke. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, like, today, I was just laughing at work. And, they, and my buddy was, like, what are you laughing at? I'm, like, you wouldn't get it. Like, you would just have to be there to get it. And he was like, well, what was it? And it was just one word. And he just looks at me like I'm retarded. <laughs> I'm like, I told, I'm like, I told you, you wouldn't get it. Like, you just had to be there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's tons of those moments, man. I, um, I, dude, <laughs> I can't tell you 
How many moments, dude? I try and tell, I try and retell it. And every time, you know how you tell a funny story and all the boys are just dying and laughing, you know, think it's hilarious, you know, just reminiscing on those, like those, those moments. And then you like tell people those same stories in the same way. And they'll sit there and look at you. They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, nah, it, it was hilarious. Yeah. No, like, um, what was I going to say? Fuck. Um, Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. No, nah, you're good, dude. Um, no, yeah, just those moments. Where yeah, man. You just you just can't replace them. Yeah, man, and it's it's like hard telling those stories too sometimes because nobody really they'll be like, oh yeah, that's cool, dude. And then yeah, like yeah, they don't like really they don't get it. Yeah, they don't. They can't. They have no idea of how to even um, attempt to relate to it at the same time. You know, we can't expect them. Obviously, there's they have. Yeah, they've never gone through any kind of thing that even remotely resembles what you know we've experienced but at the same time it gives you that like sense of isolation kind of and mm -hmm. it's it's what kind of fucks with people dude and um you know we we talk about reaching out to each other and checking on each other and shit dude and but like you know some dudes uh Everybody just thinks that's like a thing that happens, you know, after the fact that someone's killed themselves. It's like, no, you just like, even when I'm um, just going through like my Snapchat and shit and I see my buddies and shit posting on their stories, I'll swipe up and be like, yeah, man, that's hilarious and shit. And, you know, fucking, you know, good times, shit like that. And, uh, you know, then like, you know, I get to talking with them. And I'd be like, hey, like, how you been doing? How you been, man? You know, is everything still good? You know? what are you up to? You know, I, I just, I check on them, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, um, that's, you know, the important thing is yeah. like, you know, check up on those guys. It's the guys that you would never think. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. Um, I know me and a couple of my buddies, we, we made a podcast and this is why I, yeah, I want to get you guys, uh, yeah. I want to get you guys on that, uh, podcast, man. Yeah. It's, sorry. My dog's barking by no, the way. No, you're um, good, dude. Don't worry about it. Um, no, we made a, me and my buddies made a podcast. It was called board hub and we made it for the guys on deployment. Uh, yeah, we were I, back on RBE and, uh, you know, we made it, you know, for the guys on deployment, just like, you know, just make them laugh. You know, Th they were in Norway at the time. So it was like, dude, we were like, no, that we shit sucks. heard about it, bro. Okay. So I heard about this podcast, um, like you said, called board hub that you guys were doing, um, mm -hmm. And I didn't know that was you guys. Uh, so that's actually pretty cool because I remember when um, we were quarantined out in one of the fucking wherever the fuck we were. It was some miscellaneous place. But we were quarantined out there. No Wi-Fi. No fucking no nothing. Uh, it was brutal. We went through oh Band of God. Brothers, the Pacific. We went through fucking random movies and shit. And then, you know, eventually some dudes caved and bought, like, data plans, uh, international data plans. And I remember uh, one night we start, we heard about this uh, podcast called uh, called Board Hub. And we pull it up and we're like, well, we're fucking bored, so we might as well listen to it. That, yeah. Yeah, so we started listening to it. And, dude, it was funny as fuck, dude. Just fucking relatable shit and, you know. You know, back then yeah, it was kind of corny, but like now nowadays it'd be nice because it's just like, damn, it's kind of like just reminds you of the barracks. 
yeah well i mean what did you guys think of that like uh we were sitting here laughing at some of the shit you guys were saying and then you know eventually we were like dude this is cancer (laughs) yeah we We were like we could hear you guys throwing the cans and shit and uh just all the empty beer bottles and shit we were like these dudes are fucked dude we we would get trashed yeah it was uh, funny though man I, I got I can't wait to get you guys on for like just an episode talking about how you guys got into all that. Yeah, I know. I, I want to yeah. have us on. It's gonna I be dope, man. I want to actually start doing it again. Yeah. It was actually a lot of fun. Except I'm not not like you know we would start out every episode like cracking open like a beer like you know something. Like I said, I I don't drink that much anymore. So obviously, I mean that might change. But um, no, dude. We I remember there was one episode we recorded and. I said some off the wall shit and they were like, yo, we cannot air this. You just fucked the whole thing up. And I'm like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's yeah, funny. I almost want to like go back and kind of listen through them just cause like now that I'm out, it's kind of like, oh man, you know, you just get yeah, that, just that like... feeling of going back, you know, not, not that I want to go back cause I really don't. <laughs> But like yeah. you know, it's just kind of like it's the boys that you you miss. Yeah, it's the boys that you miss. It's not even the the place. It's the boys. Yeah, um, and but, like the, the bullshit we'd complain yeah, about. Yeah, and that ties. Funny. Yeah, and it ties into that like you guys doing that podcast because I'm sure for you guys that was like an outlet. You know, that was like you, yeah. you guys' thing. You know, you kind of look forward to that. Yeah, you're just fucking around drinking and you know filming a podcast yeah. and yeah i'm sure even yeah talking about like different things we can do me and dead gunner talked about this a lot like um about poetry and the uh outlet that that can be for people mm. and even like um you know just whatever other thing people have to whatever hobby or you know playing guitar dude i saw some incredible dudes playing some uh just talented talented dudes playing cool ass shit yeah shredding bro dope as fuck dude it was always cool stepping out on a catwalk and hearing some dude playing acdc or fucking led zeppelin or fucking oh my god did you hit the fleet um there was that there was that one sergeant um i i don't know what company you were in but i know he was in india company and he would thread He'd get drunk all the time and just I heard, shred on guitar. I heard I about that. Remember, I can't remember his name, but I remember one night I was out in the smoke pit and his door was wide open and he was just shredding. And it yeah, was like dude. Somebody so at night. for the competition, somebody mentioned that dude to me. He said, uh, he's like, yo, uh, I don't know what company you were in, man, but in India we had this dude that used to absolutely shred oh, the guitar. Was, he's uh, like Sergeant Poltrock, I think that's what his name was. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah that's that's dope. That yeah, I'd I'd heard of him, man, because some dude was telling me he's like, yo, if you had videos of him, dude, just shredding guitar, he's like, put that into the videos for the competition. That dude fucking went hard as hell. Dude, he was nuts. He would shred. I mean, he was EISing right when I joined, but I mean, I heard him one time. Like, oh my god! Really? But, what kind of what kind of songs was he playing? You remember? Oh, I think it was like metal, like hardcore metal. Oh shit, something like that. But yeah, like shit like that. You know, um, I, I don't want people to think like I'm like, oh, you shouldn't drink or this and that. I mean, no, man, there's got to be that balance, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you can I mean, drink, man, fucking, but it's like it's 
when you sit when it, down and realize that like I'm using this to fucking like numb the pain and just not feel anything, that's when that's when you gotta sit there and be like, all right, maybe maybe it's time to like stop trying to suppress this and um kind of like figure it out and actually you know be at peace with this instead of trying to just shove it further and further down yeah yeah man and there's like tons of resources too like on and off base i don't know if you ever did you ever look into like trying to go anywhere off base or you know because a lot of dudes you know will like try and get help and then end up fucking the chain of commands going after them or you know vice versa whatever it is you know sometimes i i heard of times where dudes were uh you know actually getting to go and talk to the oscar so i'll give them credit for that you know um mm. but i also heard times where dudes were being fucking you know shafted and um you know i can't speak to like every individual case i'd heard of but um yeah, yeah man there, there's like tons of stuff to do that you can that you can do but the biggest yeah, thing man, is that support network with your friends bro yeah i mean especially like uh you know being out probably everybody knows that like they have counselors at the va and stuff you can talk to and personally i mean i'm fucking broke i'm a single 22 year old um so i'm broke as fuck uh so free therapy is nice um yeah i mean you know people have their you know, stigmas about the VA, you know, either they suck or they're was all it, right. Was it, um, so, so now that you mentioned you did it through the VA, was mm-hmm. it hard for you? How did you go about, um, getting, getting into that? So I called the VA to talk about my knee. I was like, Hey, I want to get my knee looked at. And they were like, yeah, okay. Okay. And then I was like, uh, I'd also maybe like to get some mental health. And they were like, are you going to kill yourself? I'm like, no, I'm not going to kill myself. Common trend. Um, but they have to ask. Uh, so no, I told him like, no, I'm not going to kill myself. I just, you know, I, I just need to, you know, a therapy or whatever. I think I need therapy. And they were like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. We'll definitely get you in touch with somebody. And I mean, they did. Um, I went to a, uh, um, it, not the psychologist, the psychiatrist. I went to her. Uh, she put me on some meds. They have me on uh, Celexa right now, which is another SSRI. Um, they started me out on a low dosage uh, just to see if it works. It really doesn't work that well. And they also have me on uh, Tradazone, which is a uh, sleeping medication. Uh, I have problems like falling asleep sometimes. Like right before I go to sleep, my mind just fucking wanders. Um. So yeah, they actually, uh, the, so I made an appointment and the appointment was like, I think it was like three weeks. Um, so, I mean, it took a minute for me to actually get the therapy, but when I got it, I mean, it helped, you know, I told him about some of my problems and he was like, you know, you just beat yourself up too much. He was like, you need to, you know, when you are starting to feel anxious and shit, you know, you need to like step back, just breathe, you know, reevaluate yourself. Um, you know think about physically how you feel and you know maybe that will get your mind off of it that and there's like this you know um there's a shitty voice in your head that just keeps telling you your problem you know like Sorry, your problems uh, aren't worth what what was that you just said it uh it cut out a little bit for there for a moment oh sorry 
uh, you know, saying like, oh, like uh, your problems don't matter, this and that. It's like voices in your head, like saying shit, you know. Uh, for me personally, I'm not like schizophrenic or anything. It's just in my own head. I right, get in my yeah, own head. you're just beating like, yourself up. Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that was a big thing um, that he was saying, you know, like take a step back, you know, recenter yourself and just go through it. Just, just don't fight it. Just let it happen, you know? And that's, and that, I, you know, that's another big thing I think, you know, kind of men do in general. They just kind of like bottle shit up. Yeah, and like, absolutely. I mean, it's okay to let that shit out, but I mean, if you got to do it in private, do it in private, do what you got to do. Like your mental health severely matters a lot. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's something that's, um, honestly overlooked because in, um, you, you know, it, it's just wild to me because all these things that we go through, and that are dramatic to us at times um are rationalized in the moment like um mm-hmm. yeah, like some of the training we do and some of the you know just the things we experience man it's like well, i'm sure you can relate to this it, it's just you sit there and you like you just finish doing something absolutely heinous that like like you know well, it was one of those things that was kind of like almost dramatizing and then um, everybody's sitting there like laughing it off like it was nothing, just rationalizing it. Yeah, yeah, and you know and it's 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 just kind of it's it's crazy, dude. It's really crazy. Yeah, and you know, like working, I'm I'm not a psychologist at all. Um, I just like helping people, which any way I can. So I'm always down to listen, you know. Um, but like you know, like feeling those emotions and like feeling the way you feel you know is a natural feeling yeah it's nothing to be ashamed of dude um people almost will like feel upset that they're feeling something dude and and that's how i get sometimes yeah dude that's that's like and that's such a bad way to to think about it dude like you're a human being of course you're gonna feel some type of way about things you know, you, you, and men, especially, we like to act like, you know, we can handle anything and everything. And, you know, at times that's what society, you know, continues to imprint onto us. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. You know, you want, right. you want mentally and, you know, physically strong men. But at the same time, we need to like realize that when we, we're going through some shit, it, it's, it, it can I mean, it can feeling. be dramatic it's yeah it's yeah. a feeling it can be dramatic it can be overwhelming yeah. it can be you know it can be like you know things something that is like the worst thing you've gone through in your life you know i remember there were moments in you know in the marine corps when you know the most physically challenging thing was like nothing compared to when you were going through something that was uh like the most emotionally uh challenging if if that mm. makes sense to you like whether it was like a relationship and or something like you know you'd sit there and think like uh you know whatever physically challenging thing was it a hike or something and you know you can get through that and then when you're feeling a certain way about um something that's like 
driving you kind of crazy with your emotions it's like you sit there and you're kind of you just freak out and you like your your instant reaction is to like your knee-jerk reaction is to almost like uh hide from it like act like it's not even there yeah yeah and, and that's that's a know, bad way to deal with it yeah but you know you just you just got to keep on keeping on is fucking yeah, gender man. says man yeah and going to that uh going using those resources available um how how often are you able to really like schedule things because everybody always says the va is super slow but are you able to like uh go and talk to someone like uh regularly or is it you know does it take you a while between uh appointments it's so i think it's it's dependent on like whichever VA you go to. The one that I go to isn't too bad. I haven't heard very many bad things about the one that I go to. Um, so when I talked to the therapist today, he was like, he goes, well, when do you want to make your next appointment? I was like, well, what's normal? And he was like, well, uh, how bad do you need therapy? And I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, uh, two weeks. He goes, okay, we can do two weeks. I mean, he was even like, we can do a week. We can do two weeks. We can do three. We can do a month. Um, so the one that I go to, is, is, they're pretty good with like scheduling and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, s sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's not. Um, it all just depends. Um, I'm still in the process of like starting to get my benefits and everything going. And that's, that's taking forever. Like I called about my knees maybe like a month ago and I'm going to go get seen in November. So like that shit yeah. takes a while. Yeah. But they take, they take mental health pretty seriously. I mean that's that's almost uh, relieving as I'm sure some people will uh, be listening to this and you know might not have even considered you know going through the VA just because of everything that uh, you know is always out there being said about um, the VA. I mean, it, like I said, it's just dependent on, you know, the VA you go to. Right, right. Like, yeah. And there's always like I, other VAs too. You don't have to go through like the closest one to you. Yeah, like I so uh I've heard a lot of bad shit about the one in Cleveland. Uh, my grandpa was a Vietnam vet. Um, he was a radio operator in Vietnam. Uh, he got hit with uh, Agent Orange, and he had, like, Alzheimer's and shit. And he went up there, and one of the doctors uh, pretty much told him, uh, you all are the fucking same. You're just trying to get money out of the government. You're a piece of shit, and you don't have a fucking problem. Like yeah. that's, that's like basically what he told him. So I'm not like sucking the VA's dick and be like, Oh, they're great. Like some of them fucking suck. But I mean, personally, the one that I go to, they're not too bad. So, I mean, the VA is always an option. I mean, if it's not for you or, you know, if you can always pay money to go to a private doctor or your insurance covers a private doctor, you know, you could always go to them. It's all personal preference. And you know, the, the VA is free. So, I mean, I'm going to try it out, see if it's any good. If it's not any good, I'll go to a private doctor, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of resources. It really is. And even, like, um, there's even on, there's, like, apps and shit now, too. You ever seen those? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, like, you there's, can do like, uh, yeah, there's, there's, like, fucking apps and shit. I guess it's, like, uh... There's there's uh counselors and shit that work through the app and you know you can talk to them and it's just like a texting kind of thing you don't even have to do it in person if you really if that's what what's uh, comfortable for you yeah 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 that's just but. pretty uh 
Yeah, it's like it's getting kind of innovative with the way they're going about it. But at the same time, it's just like getting people to like be willing to to go and seek those uh, resources out and actually use them. Because a lot of dudes will just be content with, uh, or not even content. They'll they'll just be they'll just be okay with being not okay. Yeah, and you know that's kind of how I, I was actually pretty scared to go to uh, therapy. It was uh, yeah. What was that? Kinda... Let's uh, what what was that like? Is was you or were you? Because you said obviously you were scared. What um, what were you thinking? Because I'm sure other people are are probably feeling the same thing, like scared and hesitant, and, you know, nervous about it. And like like how did what did you feel? I mean. I don't know if necessarily saying scared was the right word. I, I mean, more nervous than anything. I, you know, again, like I felt like, okay, my problems aren't that bad. Like, you know, I haven't, you know, I, like it's not that bad. Um, but then I got to a point where, you know, people were telling me like, maybe you should go see therapy, you know, it wouldn't hurt. And, you know, you go to one session, if it's not for you, you don't got to go again, you know? Um, so I think the point where I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go try it out is, one of my good buddies actually went to go see therapy and he said it helped out a lot. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it a chance. See how it goes. You know, maybe I can find out what the fuck is wrong with me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, the first one today wasn't too bad. I'm gonna go to another one, see if it's any better. Um, if it's not any better, I don't know, maybe I won't go. Maybe I'll go to a private doctor, you know, or a private therapist or something. Um, it all just depends, you know? Yeah, man. But it's a, it's that first step, you know? it You know, the first steps of success is knowing the problem. Right, yeah. It's acknowledging that there is a problem, man. Because a lot of dudes, yeah. they'll, you, like, it, like we keep talking about, man, they'll just accept, uh, they'll settle for it to, they'll be okay with not being okay, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, and uh, it took me a long time to realize that, like, you know, like, you know, like all the drinking that I was doing, you yeah. know, it was a problem because I was, uh, you know, running away from problems instead of just, you know, drinking to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Is I, it... it turned from, Hey, let's like, like, Hey, let's just have a party and get fucked up to, I had a really shitty fucking day. I need to get fucked up. Yeah. And that's, that's when it's like, it's like, uh, and it, Every time, you know, something shitty happens and your instant uh, reaction is, oh, let's go drink. You know, that's that's when it's like, all right, hold up. You know? Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, and, You yeah. know, realizing you have that problem is a, you know, is a really, you know, it's a good thing. You know, you're self-aware, you know, what's going on with yourself, yourself in tune, you know. Yeah, and so you also uh, mentioned anxiety. Um what what um i guess would give you anxiety or like i guess trigger uh like a sense of anxiety in you were you was it just like a like a constant thing or was it certain things and like how did you kind of deal with it cuz i'm sure there's other people that you know have the same kind of thing and they just don't you know they probably obviously just don't say anything about it and just you know yeah kind of just power through it but like, what did, what did you, uh, what did you feel with all that? It, so most of the things that triggered it was like, you know, getting out, trying to find what I'm going to do. If I'm going to be successful getting out, fi if I'm going to be financially stable to get out, you know, 
um, like what's life going to be like once I'm on my own, you know, um, not having, you know, like I went from living with my parents to living under the Marine Corps, like as shitty as the barracks were, I mean, it was a bed food and a bathroom and a shower. So, I mean, I had the basic necessities. So now it's okay. You're on the real world. Nobody gives a fuck. Like you're on your own. Right. So like, you know, thinking about that and then, you know, um, that would do it. Uh, I, I do a lot of overthinking. I'm a really good overthinker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can be at times too. So yeah, that, that would do it too. Um, but the way I just, I, the way I would go through that, you know, I, I would drink at the time. Uh, and now I kind of just let it happen. If I start to get anxious, there's really nothing I can do. I just got to let it happen. I got to like, you know, step back, reassure myself that I'm okay. You know, I'm making it through. Yeah. I'm just taking that not... deep breath almost like, just, yeah. Yeah. Just taking a step back, deep breath, you know, relax. You know, you know when I find myself uh, getting anxious about something, I honestly kind of just revert back to that. Like, all right, you know, relax breathe what's the problem where's what's the solution you know yeah or like realizing like uh, you've been in worse situations yeah yeah it's like that training almost kicks in and it's weird because it it, it doesn't go away the worst things i so like this one time i i had some really bad anxiety and i was like damn bro this sucks and i was like you know it'd be worse than this reaching down in my pocket not feeling my uh mvgs yeah yeah i'd rather lose yeah. my phone than uh lose my mvgs in the field dude yeah. any oh day i'd rather drop all the money on a brand new phone than lose my mvgs or like lose anything edl dude oh my god uh, i feel like yeah computer. yeah anybody can relate to that dude i'm sure anybody would agree i lost my nods lance corporal you better fucking oh shit me my out god. Of yeah yeah so Those i mean are... you know I, I'll think about that and I'll laugh and, it'll, you know, it goes away and, you know. Yeah, it's almost like uh, t- pulling yourself back for a second. You know, you kind of yeah. just reevaluate. You, like, kind of center yourself and you're just like, all right, all right, I got this. Like, I've I've been through worse. Yeah, breathe, breathe, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Which, you know, like I said, is a big thing to talk with your friends, you know. Right, yeah. Like, whenever... Whenever I'm frustrated, I, I often oftentimes find myself just, you know, shoot my friends a message and then they fucking they're sitting there laughing at my ass. They're like, oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> and like, yeah. And, then, you know, you sit there and you're like, shut up, dickhead. And you're just fucking you kind of laugh it off. Though, but you feel a little bit better, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, right, man, man. But that about uh, brings us to our uh, time, man. I want to thank you for coming on the show and like getting very real with me and, um, you know, just kind of opening up and talking. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I really do appreciate it. And, you know, like I said, thanks for having me on and I hope maybe this helps somebody. Yeah, out hopefully, or, you, know. you know, hopefully this connects with, uh, you know, s- some dude chilling in the barracks or yeah, or just, you know, like just EAS there's been out for a while like you're not alone like there's other people out there that feel yeah. the same way you do yeah man and yeah yeah I can't wait to uh bring you guys on for uh board hub that's gonna be a cool episode 
It will be a cool episode. Yeah, it, it will definitely not. It, it definitely won't be a formal episode. And I'll just say that. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you guys haven't heard of it, go uh, go check out Board Hub. You guys would really like that podcast. It's you, a you guys shit are on show. Spotify, right? <laughs> yeah, we're on Spotify yeah. and iTunes. We yeah. only have about four or five episodes, but it is absolute. Yeah, answer. they're probably like what, like an hour long, something like that. Yeah, they're about an hour long. Yeah, yeah an hour thirty minutes. Yeah, man. So same type of thing. If you like this, you'll definitely love a uh, board hub. So definitely go check them out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Have a great night. And uh, to everybody else, we'll uh, we'll see you next time.